Yo. What up? What up? Yeah. Welcome. Uh, episode nine. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> I'm on track, man. Almost at double digits, man. We doing it big. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Yo, yo. Today, man. Let me. I want to start off with a with a, with a shout out to a family member that we had um, passed away uh, this week. Um, Carmen Cologne, or as we know her, Millie. Just wanted to like say give a shout out to her. Um, definitely like somebody who was always smiling, always laughing, loved to party, you know, um, very, very loved by her family. And so definitely, you know, gone, but not forgotten. Yeah, so, man. Shout out to you, Millie. Let me raise my glass right here and uh, pour a little bit out down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how she would want it. That's in paradise, man. Was it, uh, it wasn't virus related, was it? No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Nope. No, she uh, she lived uh, roughly like about seventy four years. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, man. Seventy four is young now, right? Like it really is, man. It it really is. As I see, as I watch, like my parents' age. Uh, my stepfather is actually it's actually ninety, um, but my mom is in her seventies, and yeah, like I said, I look at her and I'm like, oh, you, you're not. You're not ready to go anywhere. No. Nah. Absolutely. You remember it used to be if you was like 20. Bro. Like 200 something years ago. When I moved down here <laughs> from from New York, I was about 14 years old. And I remember about a, we were here for about a year. I think my mom was roughly 40. And I remember uh, when we were really young, she used to take us for bike rides, um, you know, through, through New York and through like uh, like towards Randall's Island in Manhattan. Anyway, and so when we got here, she got like an idea one weekend and she's like, hey, let's go bike riding. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. Right. So I get on my 10 speed. Yep. I said it 10 speed. And (laughs) (laughs) And she got on she got on her bike, bro. We literally left our little neighborhood, crossed the street got on the sidewalk. She stopped the bike and she's like, nope, can't do it. It's that Florida heat, boy. So, bro, I remember back then going, "Shit, man, forty is forty's old," <laughs> and 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 here I sit at forty six. You, you struggling like, at forty to ride? <laughs> 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 I, you remember as a kid looking at people that age, going, "Wow, they're so old." And I don't know if it's because we're getting closer or just this, uh, like a sign of the times that you look at people now in their sixties and seventies, and you're just like, mm, "Still got some life," you know? Like, yep, it's wild, man, and to think like. One that long ago, man, you said if you live to 20, 25, it was, it's like, wait, what? You yeah. live to 25? Like, I know, like, is it old? like my, like, sort of my, my grandparents' generation, it wasn't uncommon to be like 50 years old and die. Yeah. Dude, my grandmother, my great grandmother, so my grandmother had uh, something like 20 something siblings, dude. More than half didn't make it like to into adolescence, like to 10, 11 years old. More than half, dude. And you're talking about this is all of them would have, would have been born between like 1920s, 1930s, and 1950, 60 ish. Like, I had a lot of kids and sets of twins in there and all that. And a lot of them didn't even make it to, to have like a elementary age uh, children. It's quite, I think out of the 25 or something that I knew, it was less than 10. Wow. That I knew of. Yeah. And they're saying more than half of them didn't make it. So they were like 
you know, whatever, 10 years old or something. Dude, that's why they used to have a bunch of kids, man, because it probably wasn't uncommon for, you know, kids to die. Yeah, that one's going to be gone age. next yep. week anyway. <laughs> By the time you give birth, little Bobby going to be gone. Just keep him rolling. It's like a factory. It's like a factory. <laughs> like, damn, weren't you just pregnant? Yeah, but that one time running out. It's like, it's like his expiration date's coming up. <laughs> that's a, dude, I, I just thinking about that watching the Hamilton. You think back in those days, if there's a song in there where he goes, uh, something like, uh, I didn't think I'd make it to half this age or something like that. And he's like 19, oh, like 20 19. years old yeah, or something like that. Yeah, no, very true. That's true. And that was what, you know, 200 years ago. Yeah, because that was uh, right? what, no. what, late 1700s, 1770s. 70s, yeah, 17. When the hell was the country born? 76? Yeah. Right? I mean, in its current form. <laughs> Oh man! All right, man. Some uh, some good sports stuff this week. Ooh, got a big contract yep. by the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Good for Patrick Mahomes, man. What is it? Is it like it's upwards of like four hundred million over ten it's years? Five hundred three with incentives. Yes. Oh wow! It's yeah. it's guaranteed mechanisms that can get them up to four seventy seven, and then if those mechanisms, whatever they are, I don't know what it is, aren't exercised, he has an option to opt out after however many years. Like it's not that long. Um, Dude, good for Patrick Mahomes. That's a lot of ketchup you can go buy. I know he puts ketchup on everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, do you, and, and you know a lot of times athletes make more money on endorsements. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the guy could be a billionaire. He can buy the team he plays for yeah. by the time he's done. <laughs> His last game, he's going to be like, all right, guys, you work for me. You work now. for me. <laughs> yeah, was- You're fired. You're yeah. fired. Dude, that's. Good for him, man. Because, like, and I'm not a fan of long contracts. I think uh, from a player and an organization standpoint, they're dumb. But if if any of them make any sense, and I don't even know how you put a value on a human being, but I think Patrick Mahomes, based on age and production, if he stays healthy, it's probably a smart deal, man, because you go, the way the rate is going with the NFL right now, in five years, you're going to have to give him 50 mil a year, 60 mil a year. So by locking it in now... You know, maybe you save money in the long term and then you get out of these contract disputes. He's got a no trade clause, so they can't trade him. So unless he asks, you know, because he says he wants out, maybe when Andy Reid leaves, who knows? But I was like, good for him, man. He got paid. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, somebody that came in and I mean, did he even go top 10 in the draft? No, I don't think he was. I know he made I remember when they played the Bears and they and they beat us real bad. Um, you know, he was making sort of those finger gestures of just like like one, two, three, because I remember Trubisky got selected by like third, I believe it was, in that draft. I could be wrong That's on that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was that draft, bro. Like we, you know, we went with the unknown kid out of North Carolina that played like two games. That wasn't the Jameis Winston year and Mariota year, was it? It was a year after. It might have been a year. Later. It was about three years ago. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't go. I don't. He he might have gone first round, but it was late. It was, yeah, if, it, if he did, it was it was definitely late. Because they had Alex Smith, and they were a, sort of a playoff team at that point in time already competitive. So they took him late. If they did take him first round, it was late. He wasn't the top, you know, whatever pick to your point. And he sat for a year behind Alex Smith. So he didn't start out of yeah, the gate. Yeah, that's right. He sat. Alex Smith took them to the playoffs. They got ousted by the Titans in, like, the first round. And then uh, they shipped it off. And I remember people going like, wait. Yeah, they had just... a good team. Like, why yeah. would they Yeah, why would you up, do that? Right? And then they're yeah. like, oh, they're going to start Patrick. And everybody was like, 
Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> the kid from Texas Tech? Like the wait, it was yeah. I was not expecting that from Patrick Mahomes, man. And then uh and every player, man, that I see has a good year. I'm like, cool, man. Do it for two or three. And I think the fact that he doesn't do it with his legs and it's all arm and obviously he's cerebral and he gets it. He knows how to read defenses now because you get a wizard like, you know, you're learning from Andy Reid. Um, everything just clicks to him, man. And he makes these throws that you're just going, yeah, that's transcendent talent. He's going to be all right, man. Right. There's certain yeah. things you can't teach. Yep. That's You can't teach someone to put the ball in the places that he puts the ball on the move uh, with the accuracy and the speed that he puts. That, that, that kid's just on another level. Now you just go, hope he stays healthy enough to kind of ride this out because you potentially get a couple of rings for this from this guy. You would hope. He's 23, 24 years old. I, yeah, he's you young, hope. man. If they can keep that team together. Um, yeah, you, I mean, they definitely have a good chance. All right, so now is it, uh, is it, is it Dak's turn now? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Bro, Dak Prescott. Cowboys fans, cover your ears. Yeah, listen, y'all not going to like this, but listen. Oh, y'all should like this because Dak trying to rip you off. Listen, Dak, dude, has barely made, he goes 9-7 and seven in the NFC East in a garbage NFC East, and he wants 35 36 $40 million. No, I'm not doing that, dude. Like, he, if, that, if Dak was off of that team, they're the exact same team they are now. They were the exact same team with Tony Romo. They're that exact same team. He has the best offensive line in the NFL. He has a top three running back in the NFL. He has a good defense. He had awesome wide receivers. Who? Dak Prescott, man. At one point, he had Des Bryant. Was Des in there had, the first year? Yeah. Dude, how long, how long has he been doing? Is it is it is it two years now? No, or is it three? Dak's been in. No, he's got to be four or five because no. he wants a contract. So it's got to be four or five. Exactly, four or five. What has he done in four or five years? Did he start? go nine and seven every year? Like, did he start as a as a rookie? Um, I don't remember. I think he did because Tony Romo got hurt. So I think he took over for Tony Romo, and no. Romo never got his job back. Tony Romo never got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, <laughs> but Tony Romo did Tony Romo, get hurt. Shout out to you, man. I, listen, that guy as a broadcaster is phenomenal. That guy's going to be. I was never a football fan of his, although he did some, you know, he did some good things. Um, I always felt like he was one of those guys that can never get over that that sort of playoff hump. He get in the playoffs and he choke. Um, again, my perspective, but as a broadcaster, man, nobody breaks it down like that guy. And he just no. got paid big, right? For yeah, he got he's getting more money as a broadcaster than he ever did as a player, which is insane. It's insane that that's a thing. But dude, Dak, no, Dak, Dak I go, I don't know. People are gonna show win percentages or whatever. That again, you're in the NFC East. You barely made the playoffs. Almost every year you've been there, you're not a transcendent talent. I'm not giving you 35, 40 million. I'll, I'll, I can live with like 25, with five years, 125, maybe 150 with incentives. I'm not giving Dak Prescott 40 million dollars, dude. No way. And you know that what this does is it makes him feel like he's worth that. And oh, as he should feel like yeah, he's worth yeah, that, yeah. right? He should feel that way. I'm not giving you that. Is kind he of not top ten in the NFL? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like I can go ten quarterbacks before I get to Dak. Go. All right, uh, so we're going to go Brady, even at 100. <laughs> even at 100. Yeah, but you wouldn't give Brady that kind of contract. If Brady wanted one year right now, two years at 35 mil, I'd give him that. But Brady's not even getting that right now. If Dak wants that kind of money, zero chance, man. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill better but, than Dak Prescott. And Ryan Tannehill didn't get $35, $40 million. Or he's he equal. He probably got 25 Okay. So uh, Ben Roethlisberger is better than Dak Prescott. Patrick Mahomes is better. It remains to be seen, man. 
Ben Roethlisberger has two rings. Yes, but he's coming off of a of a of an injured year. So I don't know, man. Next year you get one year to roll with your Bears, and you get a choice between Dak or Ben Roethlisberger. You're taking Dak. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think at this point, man, just because he's Ben is Ben. Sean's still seen, drunk from Fourth of July, y'all. Forget ben, <laughs> ben has seen Ben has seen better days. Yeah, he's like mid thirties, mid to late. He's probably 37, 38. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak right now. Yeah, I agree. I'll take that over. Um, what are you at? Deshaun Watson. That? I don't know. I'm like what five? <laughs> Hold on. What I say? Brady. Sorry, I wasn't counting. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm gonna throw Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'll take that. Ben Roethlisberger. Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz. Now I got to go down all the teams in the NFL. Hold on. Just go to the N- NFC South. You get a few in there. Uh, Matt Ryan, better than Dak Prescott. Drew Brees. I wouldn't take him better. over. I don't know, man. Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan has a so Super Bowl appearance in, in a harder division. Yeah, but he choked in the Super Bowl. Like that's that. That's Everybody like, chokes against the Patriots, though, man. But that's like all time choke. Yeah. No, not the Giants. That wasn't Matt Ryan's fault, though. That's a play calling. They the wanted Gi- him to hand off the ball. <laughs> the Giants don't choke against the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Matter of fact, I bring Eli back right now, and I take him over Dak. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it was the actual the one time that I rooted for the Patriots was when they played the Giants and when they had the undefeated season, mm-hmm. or that that was to be. Because I, I so wanted them, what is it, the 72 Dolphins? Oh, just to shut up. I wanted Mercury Morris to shut up forever. <laughs> and and instead, after the game, you know, they interview Mercury Morris, and he's like, well, you know, it just goes to show you that uh, any team can beat any other team. And then he does a long pause, and then he goes, exactly. In 1972. <laughs> and I was like, I'm taking the pillow and I'm throwing it at the TV. And I'm like, this guy, man, the one time they, they could have just obliterated that that uh, that record. And the Patriots run to me, even not winning that Super Bowl, to me is more impressive than what the Dolphins did. He went 13-0, and including a Super Bowl. In an era that... No, no, I, can, can we name who they beat in that Super Bowl? I don't remember. No. <laughs> I wasn't alive. <laughs> I'm like, I think the Patriots thing because the Patriots also they didn't they win the year before. I think they might have won a Super Bowl, but their their actual undefeated streak was over twenty. Like they hadn't lost, or I think oh, regular, right, it was something right, right. ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was crazy yeah. to do that in today's NFL with the talent that's there today. Like the these guys are all athletic. That's why I always find it weird to to compare eras because you look at these guys today, they look. Like they're made in labs, man. Like the the well, shape they that are, they're in. They're, yeah, right? yeah, it's true. I go everybody in the seventies, dude. Most half of the people don't have enough food, so like, so they're all small dudes. I'm like, who's on that team? That Dolphins team? Mercury, we, we, Mercury, Mercury Morris. Morris. Uh, is it Larry Zonka? I think was the running back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know the Patriots thing is more impressive to me. But I guess Don, the Don Shula was the coach. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. That, But, yeah, dude. Uh, so, Russell Wilson, I'll take him over. Yep, I would, too. Yeah? I'll take him. Dak, I got your back. Man. Who's in Cincinnati right now? I, get you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen Joe Burrow take a snap. I'm going to take him. Who's the other kid that got drafted? Who got drafted after Joe Burrow, the other quarterback? Bama. Um, what's his name? By the Dolphins. What's his name? Tua. Tua. Uh, yeah. <sighs> hmm. I might take Dak over Tua right now because I'm worried about Tua's longevity. But even then, I'm not giving Dak $35, $40 million, dude. Dude, name one Dak play that you remember. 
Name one. Not a Cowboys fan. See, you be- <laughs> Not a Cowboys fan, man. Listen, the one thing I can remember, Dak didn't even involve Dak. It was an OBJ catch in that game, the one-handed grab. Oh, and it was yeah. only because Dak was in the same stadium. <laughs> it's, I don't remember nothing that Dak Prescott has ever done. And for him to go out there and ask for that kind of money, I mean, he should. He should. But if you're the Cowboys, rightfully so, they haven't given him that, good for them, dude. Uh, Jerry Jones, I think, is a nut. But the fact that he hasn't given him that kind of money tells you that he doesn't think he's worth that. Yeah, but do you think that Jerry Jones now is going, they just gave this guy money, I'm going to have to step up in some fashion to you know, to, to, to meet this guy's demands? I'd let him walk. If if he goes and to that, and you take the redheaded stepchild, yep. like literally, I'm gonna pay Andy Dalton what twelve million a year, maybe ten million a year, and he's gonna do the exact same thing Dak does. He's gonna go nine and seven in the AFC and the NFC East, and then who's the kid in New York now? It's gonna surpass them. Oh, uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Yep. Listen, the redheaded stepchild could go nine and seven. <laughs> you and I could go nine and seven, handing off to Zeke. No, not not me, man. We go on 0 and 16. Not telling you again. Listen, name one Dak play. One memorable Dak play. I actually I did just come up with one. The scramble, the crazy scramble he had. They ran like side to side and threw it. And I had to like dig deep for that one. Never seen it. But that's not normal. Like that's it's the one that stood out. Because meanwhile, you talk about Aaron Rodgers, and you can think of like 15 throws off the top of your head where you're like, Yeah, Whoa. that's true. But can you imagine if, if uh, Aaron ends up in Dallas? Dude, best offensive line in the NFL, arguably. You have a pretty, uh, you have a decent receiving core now, especially if they sign Amari, which I think they did, and then you have Zeke, which Zeke probably has two years in his prime left. Aaron's not going nine and seven in that division, dude. Aaron's going like twelve and four, thirteen and three, and like he at least had Aaron at least had to deal with the Bears. You mean? You mean? I was gonna say you mean like he does in the Central. <laughs> he yeah. I mean he, they pretty much they went then they go they thirteen run and three that, last year. They run that division, and the and I would argue that the the shortcomings there are Aaron was never surrounded by like top talent in Green Bay. I can't think of one running back. Yeah, running back. No. I can't think of one wide Cobb wide receivers. Is Cobb a all time great? Is he even a Hall of Famer? Is he a, there? He was. Yeah, I ain't heard of him since. He's in Dallas, matter of fact, right? Yeah, he's Aaron. If Aaron had that O line, matter look. Who Andrew Luck could come out of retirement tomorrow, and I'm taking him over Dak too. And Andrew Luck's not asking for forty mil. Yeah, but you and you and half the NFL would take that guy. Speaking of the NFL, man, um, Redskins trying to change the name. This has been like an age old. Yeah, you it know, died out debate. a couple of years ago. Remember, it, it they always, was, it dude, was, they it bring it. Yeah, every couple of years, man, they bring it up, and then it dies down. And I think that you know now because of the the the, the climate of the country, they're like, all right. I think I think it's actually FedEx that asks that is asking them at this point, which they own the field, to change it. To change, oh, because to they have the naming the rights on the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's FedEx okay. Field. So, um, the name that that they're kind of leaning towards is this is what I from what I read was Red Tails. So the Red Tails are like the nickname for the Tuskegee Airmen, which uh. was like the all like the all black. Um, uh, portion of the Air Force that like 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 the fighter unit, the fighter jet. Uh, well, they weren't. I don't know. They were called jets back then, but the fighter planes um, in uh, World War II, I believe. And so, I actually have um, my stepfather 
who actually fought in in the Korean War, his older brother fought in World War Two and was actually part of the Tuskegee Airmen. He oh. was a, he was a, a an aircraft pilot. I'm sorry, an aircraft mechanic. Big big difference. But that's awesome though. Yeah, yeah aircraft mechanic cool, um, for 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 those guys and um, throughout his life and and he passed away a few years ago. But up until probably a year before his passing, this guy would go around and actually do do uh talks do speeches um around places and you can tell like i've actually been in the same room with him and heard the stories and and like the pride that he tells these these stories with is like it gives you goosebumps that's awesome yeah because who how many people can speak to being part of something that's forever ingrained in history man that's awesome dude that's yeah so 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 the red tails i mean and actually um as far as the uniform is concerned other than other than the 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 emblem of the redskin changing, you right? can leave it. Everything else, like the color is the same. Like everything else is the same. So it's still yeah. it still looks like the redskins, and and obviously the red tails has a has has a really cool sort of historical background to it. So and I'm think for there's a cost associated with doing that, right? There's um so to your point about the the uniforms stay the same. You, that means you don't have to end up repainting a lot of stuff and redoing a lot of, you know, you can flow into that. Because there's a huge cost. I forget. The, teams have to pay normally, too, to be able to, like, to file to change their name. Okay. And then you think you got to, there's merch out there. There's So if you have merch right now that says Redskins that's already shipped to stores, like, you can't sell it. Right. So it's trash. And then, you know, so it doesn't just affect the organization. It affects anybody who really makes merch. Red's do you merch. do you trash it or do you or, or do you just sort of sell it at a at a really discounted rate? No man, there's gonna be some kids in some third world country who are gonna have a bunch They're of gonna have them. T-shirts. Like, <laughs> this is the same kids who thought San Fran won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> Dude, I I don't understand how people can argue that that's not the right move. That like I've seen people, you know, and I made the mistake of, of and I try to stay away from Facebook as much as I can. <laughs> Especially these days, man, because there's just nothing positive, right? And the, the the defense of people with the Redskins name, I'm like, you're insane. First of all, if you're not Native American, the only opinion you're allowed to have is support or shut the fuck up. Like, there's no, you, you can't be like, oh, it's not that racist. You're, how would you know? <laughs> like, yeah, no, like it, you, right. You shouldn't have an opinion other than, like, if you're either in support of it or you bow out. Like, I've seen people defending the name. And it drives me insane that, you know, it's like, and of course it's all non-Native Americans or, or non-people from that background, from that culture, defending the use of the name. I'm like, right. if, if you imagine we caught a team now, the Blackies, the Brownies, the, like, I'm like. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's and insane I, to me. I know like the, uh, like the Florida State um, mascot is the Seminoles, Florida State University, their uh, mascot is the Seminoles. But I know that the Seminole tribe of Florida, like, they like it. Like they don't mind that 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 they're using that name, but it but but again, it's a it's a proper name. Correct. It's not a slang right. term for you know for a group of people. Right. I think if they were the Washington Cherokees or something like that or any other, I think people would be okay with that, right? right. I think it's the you going Redskins just sounds just sounds bad, and you just go you gotta like that's not okay. And there's cultural context, right? So I hate that you know people try to kind of vilify them for the years of it it's like listen at some point in time maybe it was never okay but it wasn't frowned upon like there, there's a there's a cultural context that you have to look at it whenever they name that what they named it it just wasn't a big deal at the time right or wrong um 
So you go just change the name now, move forward. Like, you know, there's people who always try to cancel the Redskins, which I, his partners are trying to jump ship now, right? So, and Daniel Snyder is notoriously a difficult man to work with. And there's a reason that and team's that's garbage. What that's what I'm thinking must be the reason for these guys jumping ship because it kind of, you know, it comes on the cusp of of them um, trying to change this name. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case, right? I'm hoping it's just it's because um, Daniel Snyder's just a difficult guy to work with. I, yeah, I think, man, you hear a lot of grumblings about Daniel Snyder being difficult and um, kind of one of these meddling owners. And it's never, it's not hard to believe, right? You think about organizations that haven't done much Right, you always think of the Cleveland Browns, dysfunctional, ran poorly. The Washington Redskins, dysfunctional, ran poorly, and I'm sure Dan Snyder has a lot to do with that. Right, the the carousel of coaches, you know, you, you a player never stays past their first contract. Like, what's the last big free agent that they signed that wasn't like a defensive guy, maybe that they kept around? Like, no one wants to stay there who's there, and and none of the coaches stay there very long. And you know, I I've never heard anything great about. That organization. Same thing, you know, again, same thing about Cleveland. Um, even Cincinnati, for all its faults, had Marvin Lewis there, I would argue, too long. Too long, yep. But had some kind of consistency there and let him kind of ride it out. The Redskins, man, are so poorly run. I, you know, Speaking of the Browns, did you see Njoku asked for a trade from Cleveland, uh, who was a stud tight end, and now he's demanding a trade, which I'm like, of course. Like, who wants to play in Jesus Christ, man. Again, did you get you make it to the top of the mountain in your profession and they have they make you live in Cleveland. And then you gotta play with Baker Mayfield, who I'd take over Dak, who's not gonna be <laughs> No, you wouldn't. You're lying. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm take yeah, I wouldn't lying. I wouldn't take I wouldn't say, yeah, you're right. I I'd take okay, one guy over Dak. So he's better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> who's the backup on Washington? Is that Colt McCoy still? I'll take Colt McCoy over Dak. Has nothing to do with my Texas bias. You know what, man? The uh, for you, right? For you growing up, like the Redskins were probably never good. No. The Redskins for me growing up, dude, they were they were good in the eighties. They were good um, in the even into the early nineties, right? Then they won the Super Bowl in the early nineties. I, I could be wrong on my on my years, but Gibbs, like like Gibbs the with them, right? the Mark, you know, with uh, Mark Rippon. I know they won one with him, and that that may be. Um, I don't remember one. Wait. They they did the the uh, Doug Williams. Doug Williams was definitely in the eighties. Was that the Joe Gibbs team? Yes. Okay, yeah. So okay. So that was probably the last time. And my you know, my 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 Redskins people. I got a I got a I got a boy I grew up with. Shout out to Will. I know you're still a Redskins fan. Um, if we my say apologies. If, if we say anything wrong about the Redskins, man, hit hit us up on the comments <laughs> and uh, you know. I will retract the statement next week. But growing up, I mean, they were a good fo- – when I was growing up, they were a good football team, man. And then it would seem like after Dan Snyder took over, they just have been crap ever since. I would love to see them go to an owner that, like, really cares. The one thing I, in sports, man, is I hate owners that run them like businesses. I love owners that run them like it's a hobby. You want, like, because, Mark Cuban? Yeah, I love Mark Cuban, man. Even – for as much crap I remember, as and, and, and full disclosure, I'm a huge Yankee fan, right? But I remember people would be like, oh, they're trying to buy a title. No, he's trying to win, which is what you should do if you own a sports franchise. And the Yankees' ownership was barely top 10 richest team in the, NF, in the uh, MLB. They just spent more than everybody because they wanted to. He wasn't even the richest owner. Um, the richest owner was actually at the time. Most of those years was like Houston, the Astros owner. And they weren't in Houston at the time. But the guy who owned the was, Astros. I thought it was the Marlins guy. 
He probably is now too. But like the Yankees just wanted it more. So they were just willing to go out there and buy it. I'm like, that's what you should do if you own a sports franchise is you should want to win. Like, remember when Mark Cuban came in and he decked out the locker room and he decked out the airplane yes. and he decked out like, he's like, no, nah, man, this is fun. Like, I'm trying to win. Like, I, I hate owners. Like, you should already be rich and you buy a team. And not that you should lose money. You should absolutely try to get a return on your investment. But I hate owners that run it strictly like a business, man. It, it drives me insane because you go, there's so few sports teams. And if you're lucky enough to be able to buy one, you're that loaded. Like, have fun. Have you know fun. What I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have fun yep. with it, man. And that's what I love about Mark Cuban is that you can tell he's clearly having fun. And even the the, the other guy is a little eccentric. Um, the guy from the Clippers. The, oh, the, bomber. The Microsoft. Yeah, yeah that bomber. Guy. Love that guy. I guarantee you he's going to end up putting that. He'll, they'll probably put him in their own stadium. He's going to spend an like in a like just a ridiculous amount of money to either deck out the the arena to deck out their locker rooms to deck out their practice facilities like he's going to change the culture because he's going to go you guys always played second fiddle to the lakers we, we're in the same town like we should be glamorous we should i guarantee you steve bomber changes that whole uh perspective of those clippers before he's out of there because he wants to because he he doesn't run it like a business where he's thinking how can i pay half rent for you know what I'm <laughs> like, it's insane to me like it, it i always look at sports teams they're like any other company is the culture that you create from the top down, man, that marinates the whole way around. It's why, you know, Cleveland sucks. It's why the Redskins suck. It starts at that ownership level, man. Like, I don't know any shitty teams that have a great owner. Don't tell the Redskins fans that, man. Even my barber is a, uh, is a <laughs> Redskins fan. I'd be feeling sorry for him, but, you know. Speaking of DC, <laughs> Kanye West is running for president. <laughs> so do you think he's for real? I don't know, man. That dude, you know, that dude has done a lot of drugs in his life. And um, I'm not even knocking the drug. I'm just going. <laughs> I'm just going. Sometimes he has said stuff when he's probably been on them or or perhaps like that, that one time when he was actually, I think when he said he's running for president the first time. Yeah. He was on something. I, maybe, I mean, maybe it was alcohol. I don't know. But yeah, I mean... That dude, Kanye's on Kanye, and man. wasn't he? I thought he was a Donald Trump supporter. Like, didn't wasn't he wearing the hat? He was wearing the make him make America great again hat. Like, I so thought he was a supporter. A few weeks ago, he comes out and says, "I only did that because I had an agenda that I needed to push, which was um, Kim Kardashian uh, has gotten a lot of people off of um, has gotten a lot of prisoners freed." Like through oh, some, yeah, she's actually she's doing actually her like thing. again yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as people knock Kim Kardashian, yep. she got it done right. She got these people freed who were either wrongfully accused or who just had unfair sentences, right? So he's saying that he did that to get in because he goes, "I'm never gonna get, I'm not gonna get him to listen to me if I don't support." So a few weeks ago, he came out and goes like, oh, "I was playing a role because I really needed to get this agenda pushed." But then he comes out and says this, and you're like, oh, now you're just trying to create separation, potentially, from Donald um, because you were thinking about, quote-unquote, running. I think he's full of shit, man. You know what I think, dude? I don't even know if he's legally allowed to enter at this point in time, if he'd even get on a ballot. He is. It's actually, um, there's six states that he cannot. Okay. But the rest of them, he can. Do they matter? Uh, one, of the, one of them is New York. So you got mm-hmm. uh, Indiana, Maine, New Mexico, New York. North Carolina and Texas. All right, so we don't care about New Mexico. Texas has a lot of votes. Texas has a lot. Yeah, New, New York. York has New a York lot. has a lot. Um, I don't. I don't think Maine does. Uh, New Mexico. They're still drinking um, hand, hand, hand sanitizer, sanitizer over there, there, so we're not worried about them. 
<laughs> New rule, man. I think if your education system is bottom 15, you're not allowed in the, ele- in the presidential elections. <laughs> I think we should do a rotation of that. <laughs> How are we going to let these people make a decision and they can't do fractions? You're going to get to decide who runs the country. You can't, you can't multiply by five. Nope. Shouldn't be allowed. I don't, I think, so I don't know, man. I think he's, I think it's a publicity thing. I don't think he's really going to run. And if he is, he can only do more harm than good because all he's going to do is take votes away from say a Biden because you're not taking votes away from Trump. Trump supporters are not voting for Kanye West, right? So you go, even if he does enter, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to go, he's doing Trump a favor. Right. Because this isn't this is a win for Trump. This is why Trump hasn't come out and been like, "Oh, I wish Kanye wouldn't run." Like he hasn't yep. tweeted nothing. He hasn't said nothing. He's probably like he didn't even Great. address it. He was nope. like, "Nope." Yep. Because the only, the person that hurts the most is Biden. Because if you do by some crazy listen, and people will be like, "Oh, Kanye would never win." I'm not even. Gonna, it's 2020, bro. Anything can happen. Like, listen, the, the, I don't put anything past anybody at this point in time. Dude, I said that about Trump. Yep. I was like, there's like, there's no way, right? I would have bet anything that Trump wasn't but, going off. Yeah, man. Anything. I, I would have bet anything that that wasn't going to happen. I, was, I mean, I remember literally watching the news going, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I had it wrong. And I went to bed that day going, nah. And I remember the next morning, I turned it on, and they're talking. I'm like, oh, shit, he really won? <laughs> shocked. Shocked. I didn't think that was going to happen. So, you know, I don't know if it was last week or the week prior where you mentioned that the when, when he was in Oklahoma and like the, the, the kids were basically trolling them mm-hmm. by, by buying the tickets up and stuff like that. So the latest trolling thing is going on his website and they're doing the cart abandonment. So for those of you who don't know what that is. <laughs> those of you who don't know what that is, basically it's like going on to somebody's or a company's website. Um, filling up your cart with stuff and then just like forgetting about it and like leaving, just closing down. Um, what that does to, to the inventory, it basically puts the inventory on hold so nobody else can buy it. And so if you get enough people to do that, it basically like just holds the inventory. And of course there's, there's settings within, you know, the e-commerce system that will hold things in your cart for X amount of time. I don't know what his is. I just know that that's the kind of the way it works, right? <laughs> but if you get enough people to do it, you essentially will just f- you just freeze the website. It's, there's no more inventory for those who actually really want it if you get enough people to do that. Dude, I love these kids, man. How are you going to troll the president? That's it. Donald Trump on his Shopify account right now. Like, something's broken. <laughs> you clicking stuff. It's like... <laughs> I was just in the warehouse. We got plenty of these. <laughs> He yelling at us, so how come this place is full of buttons? It's just walling out. He's blaming the IT guys. <laughs> <laughs> now they all got fired. He's like, look, there's 10 cases over there. Watch this. I can't buy any. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Bro, dude, never in my life did I think I was going to see kids trolling the president of the United States. Man, this is what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh my god, man. So Fourth of July. Hey, did you watch Hamilton? I did. I found so Did you see the whole thing? Listen, man. Hamilton kinda long, right? <laughs> you know how Puerto Ricans get. We 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 tend to ramble. So Lin Manuel was rambling. Not so I watched like the first hour. I took a little nap in the middle and then I woke up 
towards the end, probably right before uh, they they get into the sun dying and all that. And so I watched like the last 45 minutes. Um, and then I, I tried to go back earlier and try to catch some of the stuff in the middle. So I, I probably have like 25 minutes that I need to go back and see. But I got the most of it. And I went to a school. After, actually, my middle school was named after Alexander Hamilton. Oh, really? So in Elizabeth, New Jersey, which I'm going to assume is the Elizabeth town that he was that he kind of lived in at the time back then. But um, I don't even know if that's the case or they just renamed another town Elizabeth. But it, it was Elizabeth town back then. Uh, so I kind of knew a little bit about his history. Uh, first of all, man. Lin-Manuel Miranda is on a... Do you talk about talented? I'm watching the credits and it's like written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Songs written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. You know, like produced by... It's just... Someone can be that talented. And then he performs it and performs it just flawless. I mean, it was... It's impressive, man. You can see why it got so big. Like the play, man. Yeah. It's just... That was really good. So um, I did watch the whole thing. <laughs> but I tell you what. So I'm not a big musical guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't care for him. I don't mind some musical, you know, like or like some music within the show, but not the whole thing. So the first ten minutes, I'm skeptical because I'm like, man, I, I can't sit through like three hours of this because it's just under three hours. But I will say, like, I had to, I had to take that back because you get into the story. It's a, it's a fantastic story. It's a fantastic performance. Um, you are watching the Broadway play in mm -hmm. New York being filmed. Like in its prime, because it was like the 2016 version of it. So yeah. it's like the one with the original cast. Right. The one that got all the, the, the Tony Awards. and yep. the, Yeah, yeah, it's that version. The $1,000 ticket one. Yep. <laughs> and so, no, no, really like, really impressed. I mean, I think the wife was brought to tears at certain times, um, but very powerful um, you know, goes into obviously the the whole the the political side, but also gets into his personal side. Um, you know, even into his marriage, and just kind of shows what the guy goes through. I mean, he's a big like workaholic, but he did so much, man. Like, you know, and and he was an immigrant. I I, I didn't know. Yeah, born in uh Nevis, so in the islands in the Caribbean in, in the islands. Yeah. Yep, he's born in the islands, and and he comes over, but he's just like he's like a firecracker. Like he's just like I'm not letting anything stop me, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and very passionate. Um, um, always had an opinion, and 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 stuck by you know stuck by his views, and accomplished a lot in in his life. And in you know I, I see this with with very successful people even today, where they have this insane work ethic, right? And and it's usually to a detriment um, of a relationship that they have mm -hmm. a personal relationship. And and this one is is no different. And again, I'm not going to go into into details, but um, if you don't have Disney Plus and and no, they are not sponsoring this show, but it's like seven bucks a month just to see Hamilton pay the seven dollars for the for the one month or get a free Just sign up for the free trial yeah for get a free trial <laughs> and for then cancel it. i don't know what change your email address have. Yeah. whatever you got <laughs> <laughs> but no that de definitely definitely worth checking out um i had my the we had my two oldest kids and they're they're 13 um they watched it with us um fully engaged which actually actually i was surprised but they were fully engaged for the entire time um, and I got to thinking like, man, like that's how you teach history. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that's the way you, that's the way you teach history. That's the way you make it stick. Yep. You know, you could take a test on that 
after watching it and probably remember most of it. Yep, and probably get a good Yeah, no, you're right. You, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I went, wow, he might have cracked the code on how do you get kids interested in something like this that you have to teach them. It's like that format, phenomenal. And I'm the same way. I can't watch. I can watch a musical live all day because um, I do like enjoy the the actual like art of it or whatever in the live performance i can't watch musicals on tv like movies and stuff like i try to watch les miserables that was les miserable bro i hated that whole thing i couldn't i tried so much you know it got all these awards and all that stuff i'm i can't I, it was just so bad but this i felt the same way the minute it starts singing i'm like oh here we go but yeah it took me probably five ten minutes in and you just get sucked into the music it's catchy it's the story kind of just by that point you're like all right i'm invested and let's see this through um just phenomenal man the you said the stuff that it goes into this guy has a crazy life if you've never i mean watch this but then read up on alexander hamilton's life was just insane the you know and i think he touches on that a little bit he couldn't even get into um certain schools like grade schools and stuff because his he was born out of wedlock so the schools wouldn't take him oh wow which is insane um, so he was like self-taught a lot of the stuff. Or I guess his his family, one of the big things to them was like they had over 30 books in their library, like their home personal. And that was like a big deal back then. Right. So in fact, to the point where I think when his mom died, um, he couldn't inherit the estate for whatever reason. Like a family friend bought the books back so that he could have them because oh, it was wow. like something. It's just his story. is just like they sold it with the estate. Yeah. Like everything. His story is just insane. Um but to 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 yeah, that that whole show, that play was just out of this world. That entire cast, I mean, not just Lim and was just every person. You're just like, wow, you just sucked into their performance of it. It's awesome. You know what I got out of that though, man? I'm watching that whole thing and I'm going, wait, the VP and basically the Treasury Secretary like had a duel. The like, Kizi dies, and that's how he really dies. Yeah, in a duel. And and his intention is not to shoot. He was basically going to take the advice that he gave his son, which was just aim up. You don't really try to kill the other guy. You kind of you kind of kind of give up. You kind of give up. Right. Which I guess was his intent. <laughs> Bird was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm shooting you. So. Um, and and the history behind that. So it's the, if you look back at the at the president, so Burr, so Aaron Burr was the vice president for Thomas Jefferson, and then you see when Thomas Jefferson served the second the second term, mm-hmm. it's not with him. Mm-hmm. So and it, it was because of that. So it was because of um, because of the duel. It was like an illegal duel, and so it it destroys his um, his reputation. But they, his reputation. he wins. He never goes to jail for that. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but it destroys his, He's politi- like, his political career. His political yeah, 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 career. yeah, right. He because they go to Jersey and you know, they make a joke like everything's legal in Jersey. But it was true at that time. The duel was illegal in New York, but they could do it in Jersey like there wasn't a thing. Right. But <laughs> just thinking about that, I'm like, can you imagine today? Mike Pence was like, nah, me and uh, I don't know, whoever. I don't even know who the Treasury Secretary is right now or, or any other political figure. Like, we're going to have a duel because he was we're talking shit. Go, yeah, we're going to go shoot each other. Yeah, he was talking shit. We're going to go have a duel. Like, they were just so matter of fact. Like, nah, we're going to have a duel at dawn. <laughs> and then it's like his son dies the exact same way. And you're like, but this shit was normal back then? And this wasn't that long ago, man. That's just nope. the crazy part of this whole thing is. And so the whole time I'm looking at that, I'm going, and we take the words that these guys wrote, and in, in, in whether it was a Declaration of Independence or whatever, I'm like, and we take it to heart to this day. And I'm going, y'all know they were shooting each other in the backyard because <laughs> they was talking shit. Like, they go, nah, man. I'm not letting you get away with that. We're going to go. Yeah. Ahead. Remember that. When yeah, you, remember. Next, the next time you mentioned the founding fathers. Yeah. <laughs> remember. 
I might take you out back and we might have a duel. May have a duel. It's like these. It's like come on, man. It's like, the whole time I'm looking at that, I'm going, oh yeah, because I remember he. You know, you hear that story kind of, but you don't ever really think it's like true. It just sounds like one of these wise tales, and you're just like, no, that's how he died. He got, he died in a duel with the VP of the United States. It's like, yeah, and he was a sitting VP at that time, and yeah, I think he returned was. to VP work before he got. Uh, he didn't get elected for that second term, but returned to office. Like I think he he ran off to Georgia. Um, Aaron Burr's story had him. I think he ran off to Georgia. He ran off to like uh, to, to Great Britain at one point in time, whatever. But eventually settled back in the U.S. Once he was like acquitted of everything, but he went back to like D.C. to handle some VP business after he killed. Like one of the other founding fathers. Well, he went to Jersey, the outlaw state. Yep. That's how uh, we do. Hand us some business. <laughs> Jersey hasn't changed much. You probably could still do a duel in Jersey right now. <laughs> oh, man. What a Yo, wild. man. New COVID strand. It, so is there a new one? Is That's it confirmed? That's what they're saying, man. It's the, the in, a new type? COVID strand. Supposedly, it's uh, you can catch it easier. Um, but but it's no it's like no different as far as like symptoms. Which, by the way, if you woke up this morning, you might have COVID. <laughs> if you woke, the, yeah, the amount it's of- like the the symptoms are anything like allergy related, you know, uh, common cold related, flu related, you know, amongst there's like uh, loss of taste and things like that 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 are probably uncommon. Um, but yeah, man, like if you ca- if if you have allergies this morning, like you might have COVID. Dude, I so if I don't sleep with a humidifier on, I'm a child. Uh, uh, I um, I wake up runny nose, uh, crazy every morning. You know, trying to gotta clear my throat out of all the gunk and all that stuff. So every morning I wake up in a panic, and I'm like, oh, I got the Rona. It's finally got me. <laughs> it finally got me. And then by like 9 a.m., I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got everything out of my system. It's like every time, man. Yo, so there was like. I want to say we broke another record here in Florida. Congratulations, Florida. Yo, shout out Florida. Y'all do, it was y'all like, do thing. Y'all go in. It was like a day, like a, in, in a day, like 11,400 new cases. And then I went and looked at Chicago's news. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I like to see what my people up in Chicago are doing. And it was, <laughs> they had like 24 fatalities. I think it was like over like the last two weeks. Over the last two weekends. Like they had, unrelated? Yeah. Yes. So, like, there was, like, 111 shootings and, like, 24 people got killed. And it's, like, it was like it's, like, every weekend. You just go, and, and I've never, right, you, you I, I've always heard, like, people like Kanye West talk about this. And, and, and I am a fan of Kanye West's music. I'm not a fan of his. Oh, Kanye. Of, oh, Kanye. Fix that. Oh, Kanye. Yeah. No, Kanye. Yeah, oh, Kanye. right. Like, no. So Kanye post-2015. suck. So when I so when I mentioned Kanye, please don't 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 think that I'm looking at this guy as as a as a news outlet or 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 a political view outlet. Um, but anyway, he's mentioned that before where he's like, man, like, have you guys ever looked at the killings in Chicago? And it was after that where I started to kind of pay attention. Just Google like and it's usually do it like on a Monday, like killings in Chicago. It's crazy, bro. It's wild. It is. And it's summertime, so it picks up because you spend time outdoors. So normally, I think in Chicago, it kind of dips in the winter because it's so damn cold. It's you probably cold, can't. Yeah. You probably can't even feel the trigger in that cold. You like, <laughs> it's like, I don't. What do you think causes that, man? In Chicago, I don't know, man. I mean, it has again. You know, when you 
when you grow up around that, right? When you, when when you don't see anything else, and 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 that is the life. And if and if, and if it's the life of, let's just take like dealing drugs, right? If 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 that's the life, and then if you're on somebody's turf or whatever, right? And and you got to go and defend. You know that that's the life, and if, if that's all you ever see, and listen, there's people out there that, you know, you live in the, live in these poor neighborhoods, and and you don't ever get out of where you of where you are, and it, that that is all you see, and and the the people that sort of live in a, in the ritzy area that that's maybe a few miles away, like that's that's a fantasy, that's 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 not even in within reach. Well, it's only Southside, right? That gets like that of Chicago. Like you could go to Chicago and you'd never like you have yeah, to no, drive through I've that gone, area. Yeah, bro. I've gone and 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 I, I will honestly say, I didn't look for the Southside. I mean, I knew you don't. I sort of, you have I'm, to go out of your way to go there. I think like so. you would never. Yeah, no, because, you absolutely do. Like you would never like pass oh yeah, through been. it to do. Oh, I've been to Chicago a few times. Probably top through two or three of favorite cities in the U.S. I love Chicago, man. Love Chicago, and even people that live there go. No, you'd never like the people who live in a city or in the burbs or whatever go. No, you'd never have to go there. Like you have to go out of your way to go there. That's like you have to deliberately go to that neighborhood. You don't have to go through it for anything. They're like, and if you do by the, you know, by some crazy reason, you roll through with your windows up and kind of pass by. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to kind of, I guess, read into, uh, you know, maybe find somebody who's an expert in that whole thing. But like, what caused that in Chicago? Because it's a such a fun city and it's man. been years it's not yeah. like something that's new it's no been, it didn't happen overnight yeah yeah it's been years and it's been that way that's why we we went to chicago my wife and i went to chicago uh probably back in like the early 2000s um to see a bears game and and we did we loved the city man we loved we we walked everywhere um obviously that didn't go to any bad parts but we didn't even know where they were right we just we just didn't happen to go there we were kind of going to set places we were tourists so um great city um but so on so unfortunate that that those people just have you know they actually made a good um comparison to new york so new New york city has like three times the population but half of the killings like per capita or just in total in total wow New York is actually pretty damn safe now, though, man. But I think it was like 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 year to date, they have like three hundred. I think I wrote it down here. It's like three hundred and thirty six people killed in Chicago this year, and it's and and for New York, it was like one seventy six. And you gotta think for three months, those people were locked inside, <laughs> or supposed to be, right? Yeah, that's wild, man. I me and my wife went to um and walked around that like two in the morning. Didn't feel unsafe. But we're in downtown Chicago, right? right. City. And that's where I was too. I always tell people it's like a cleaner version of New York. Yeah. It's exactly I'm like, I can't figure out another a, a better way to explain it. It's a it's a New York think New York buildings, but the streets are flawless. Like the there's no garbage up front. Like in New York, you there's no alleys in New York. So you have to have the garbage in front of all the buildings and all that stuff. So because of the building codes or whatever in New York, there's very few alleys. So all their garbage and the trash and all that stuff is in the front, which is why New York smells like shit all the time. And then you have all that trash everywhere. Where Chicago, it's illegal to put trash in front of your establishment or your house or whatever. So it's all in the back. Um, so all these, the, the when the city was designed, I think it was the same designer as New York, but they designed it with alleys. 
in mind that this is where all the dumpsters sit. This is where all the trash comes out. This is where, so that's why you roll down Chicago and you're like, I don't even see a piece of trash. Like what's yeah. it's hidden. It's in, you know, it's like, yeah, I think if, if you had been to New York and never been to Chicago and somebody blindfolded you and put you in downtown Chicago, you would look around and go, I'm somewhere in New York. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I love that city, man. The food, the people, the like everything about it was cool. The museums, the culture, they have a Broadway too. That I mean, it's, Chicago's awesome. I've been there a few times. I've never had a bad time. Um, and again, I've walked around the certain neighborhoods in Chicago really late at night. Not once did I feel unsafe. And I talked to the people there asking them like, man, so what's this thing? And they all go, man, we get a bad rap. It's literally one neighborhood, one area, that all, which makes it even crazier that right. those numbers come from one specific area. Um, and I know that I think there's been documentaries done about that. Um and movies and stuff I, but i i gotta get find time to get into it because it perplexes me that that stuff is still so bad there and we haven't figured out a way to i remember newark you know i grew up when i was younger i lived in newark and newark was horrible um and then i don't know i can't remember if it was cory booker i'm pretty sure it was cory booker came in and completely changed newark and i remember going back to visit newark and i didn't even recognize it I, you know like the people, the way they were walking around, they're going, I'm going like, you guys feel okay doing this? Like at night? And same thing with New York. You go, remember New York, early 90s, the Bronx, uh, and even Manhattan. And then now you go to New York and you're like, I feel like I'm in a college town. There's kids everywhere, like three or four in the morning. There's, you know, people are walking out, they're eating. So I've never felt uh, unsafe in New York in the last, I would say, 15 years when I've yeah. gone. And I've gone to New York a bit in those last 15 years. Never felt unsafe, it, regardless of what time it was. It's like, it's odd. So it's doable. Um, you wonder if that area is neglected because of the socioeconomic demographic, I guess, that lives there. They just don't pay attention. I don't. Yeah, it's just bizarre, man. The, well, you know what? There's a there's a, another podcast that I listen to. Um, and one of the guys on there is um, a former police officer from Chicago. OK. And um, he was saying that that the the south side of Chicago would be considered like the training ground. So police officers were coming out of school. If you're the rookie, they send you there for the training ground. And, um, and then as you, as you gain seniority, um, you're actually moved to better areas. And, and it's, a lot of times it's, it's not the people that sort of speak the language of those folks, right? And so he also mentioned like, like they had, um, like like normally when you graduate the, the academy, you know, if you spoke Spanish, like they're going to kind of put you in a place where um, there were Spanish speaking people. And if you spoke um, German or, you know, what have you, whatever language it was, they would try to put you in places where there was that community. Um, and he was and he was making the and, and he was like, you know, the language of people living in Southside Chicago is different. Is it English? Yes. But it's a different way of life. It's a different, you know, it's people talk differently. Maybe they talk with their hands, you know, like and, and maybe somebody may that doesn't come from that may see that as threatening. And so he made the point of like you put these police officers with no training and they're and they don't speak the quote unquote language in these areas and expect them to to thrive and then expect them to protect these people who come across as threatening and really when you you know when when they talk about perpetrators the description like it fits all of them 
Yeah, everybody in you South walk, Chicago. Yeah, fits you walk into the hood and it's like, oh, well, this that's the guy that they showed on the training videos, the guy with the baggy pants or or what you know whatever the whatever the dresses and and the mannerisms and right and so right away you you got to figure a. a a, a rookie or a young guy who's not from that area and doesn't speak the language, like, how's he supposed to? Well, how's he supposed to react? Dude, think what other job? The better you get, the easier the work they give you. I mean, unless you get into like, well, no, none, none, no, none. You get more Sorry. responsibility. Yeah, you get more responsibility. Yeah, it gets harder. So, for arguably the one profession where there's no room for error. We give the hardest part to the newest people. And then the most experienced guys, you go, oh, we're going to give you the easiest neighborhoods, the suburbs. The... doesn't make any sense, man. So, listen, anybody who runs a police force, like you, that's flawed thinking, man. Like, And I understand, I guess, the, the whole seniority thing. It's almost a union mentality, like, right? Every union right. place I've ever worked at is like that. The more seniority you get, the easier the role. Police officers shouldn't be one of those. South Side of Chicago should not be a training ground. South Side of Chicago should be part of your training. But South Side of Chicago should not be the, we're going to stick. This is why these guys make these stupid mistakes where they shoot people, where they um, uh, they shoot unarmed civilians, black or white or whatever it is. Like, this is why this happens is they stick these guys who probably new guys in places like this. Like, why would you? It doesn't make any sense to me, man, that they would put um, yeah, yeah, like their least experienced uh, people there. Like None at all. It just blows my mind. Yeah. It's wild. Speaking of crazy ass cities, didn't they uh, dismantle your your chop section? Yo, over man, there? they're done. They had a good run, though. right? <laughs> I was rooting for them. Over in Seattle, is it? Ch- I think it's chop. What the hell? Was they it? changed it. Yeah, it was Chaz, it, right? and then they changed it to chop. chop. I was like, how, maybe chop sounded less intimidating to them. I don't know how it that... does stand for something. It's like Capitol yeah. Hill, something, something, Occupy something. Yeah, it I was. Know. I don't know, man, but it they had a good matter. run. It wasn't. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. It Y'all is. had a good run. It didn't last long enough for me to remember the name. Nope. I just think that this is how crazy 2020 has been. It's like, wait, a, a little militia took over a part of a major American city. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to deal with that next week. We got other shit going on right now. <laughs> Yo, it just goes to show, though, man. Remember the, what was it, the mayor or the governor that came out? That's the mayor. Yeah. Where, where she was like, oh, yeah, like, they're, they're hippies over there. Like, they're good. Like, we'll deal with them later. Yeah, we'll get to that. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're harmless. We'll get to that. To everybody they're, in Seattle, they're, they're, they're good people. They're good people. Like they're just high. Let the shrooms wear off. We'll go back to get them. <laughs> Dude, and it ended. I'm guessing peacefully because I didn't hear anything major about well, it. Well, I so guess they. they quietly, had, I guess they had a few killings in there, and then they were like, "Okay, okay, we, we got to break this up." Like amongst themselves. <laughs> amongst themselves, yeah, amongst the chop. Listen, man, that might be the way to do it. You let the people decide. <laughs> to kill any good folks in there, or like who was getting killed? Are they often like the murderers in there? Like, nope. Dude, that whole, I just can't believe that happened, man. The the This year, every time you see a headline this year, you're like, is that for real? Like, I got to Google this and if I'm another source. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if when you're in there, like, is it, like, do you feel safe? I, I guess it depends on who you are, right? Like, do you feel safe or do you not feel safe? <sighs> I think it depends, right? If you're part of it, like, if you're part of the, of the group, yeah. <sighs> I, I think so, right? Like, if you're part of the group, I, I would guess, guess you would man. feel safe, man. Well, let me tell you, man. Speaking of not feeling safe, they interviewed Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's you Winona know, doing these days? I don't know. Oh, Stranger man. Things. All right, go ahead. All right, well, there you go. And they had asked her, like, um, 
does she has she ever experienced because she's from like Jewish descent, and they asked her have she ever experienced any any anti semitism um, in Hollywood. Okay, and who do you think she brought up? <laughs> My boy, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I love Braveheart. <laughs> yo, for, yo, say what you want. Mel Gibson, an asshole, bro, but he directed the shit out of Passion of the Christ, bro. <laughs> Dude, he did that. He did the, was it Hacksaw Ridge? Was it is that him movie? too? That's Hacksaw him Ridge? Too? Yes. No, Hacksaw and, Ridge is phenomenal, man. And then the other, the other one, did you see uh, Apocalypto? God damn it, Mel Gibson, bro. Yo, that guy, man. But he goes, so so they asked her, they were just like, oh, well, like, what kind of comments did you get? And she goes, well, I had somebody come up to me and say, oh, man, like, you're Jewish? Wow, like, you're so pretty, though. What? <laughs> Yo. And then she said the encounter with Mel Gibson um, was like, you're so was like, was like, was, was like, wait a minute, like, you're not an oven dodger, are you? What? Yeah, dude. Like, I was like, man, this guy is ballsy, man. And I, I, we we always heard of of, yeah, of him man. being, you know, him him with those uh with those anti semitic Mel Gibson, bro. He's dude. I can't think of a bad movie he directed. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, trying man, to make that... fun of his art. I can't even find no, something that... shitty that he's done. That dude, man, like, and, and and it's not a, it's not a secret. Like this guy, no, he's a piece of shit. Didn't like, he make, well right? Didn't he make a statement? Like I want to say in the early two thousands, where he was like, all the, you know, all the world wars are because of Jews. Yeah, dude, he is on record. Remember when he got pulled over for that DUI and he was just going ape shit. I, I think that's when it was. I think you, it was like yeah, an right. or some shit. If you haven't seen that, people, Google Mel Gibson and arrest video. It is entertaining as hell, but. You know what's crazy about someone like him though? Is he canceled? Is he can I don't know. Is he canceled right now? Like, are we still fucking with Mel Gibson? Like, does he I still got? I don't know, man. I, like I don't. I mean, I haven't seen anything. I, I did watch Apocalypto probably like a few weeks ago. I didn't even know. It was, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know it was by him um, until until I saw the credits roll. Um, really good movie. Again, like like his other ones that that, that I enjoy, whether he acted in them or or directed them. But I can't think of what the last thing he did was. But I mean, but the Hacksaw Ridge wasn't that long ago. No, it's a few years ago. That movie was awesome. Yeah, that Dude, was really good. Mel Gibson might be like the new Michael Jackson or like the Chris Brown. Would you like? We know he a piece of shit, but that's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the kind of dude we make excuses for. Like you got to separate the art from the human being. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> he does like the. He gets a pass like Charles Barkley. <laughs> I am not a role model. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, Charles. Never changed, Charles. Dude, because he's done, like, he's docu- like well-documented for doing all this stuff, but people still work with him, evidently. Right? Yeah. He still has a place in woke Hollywood, quote-unquote. He still does all this shit there, man. It's like, if you're willing to sign the check, people are like, wait, you said what about me? Because I bet you even when Nona was like, yeah, he said all this stuff. Whew, that movie was fire, though. <laughs> I got paid. I got paid. I got paid. Like, would you work with him again? Nah. But it's easy to say when they're not offering anything. But dude, that's gotta be that. That's gotta be really, you know. And I know, I know some folks, and and, and even recent that that actually work closely with with people that are sort of whether it's racist or you know anti-Semitic or what have you, and and how uncomfortable it makes them feel to to work that closely with somebody and hear them make make those kind of comments whether it's to them or about other people but in front of them 
like it's it, it it actually surprises me that 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 those folks are not sort of more in the closet with that right where you know they just let it out and I, and I don't know who knows right like maybe the guy has some has some has some liquor in him and 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 felt and felt brave but you know when you when you've done it enough times it's like we know who you are yeah like how many times is just more than once man and you know honestly you say that i've been around people who've made some racist kind even like towards spanish people and they'll be like i'm like you realize i'm spanish right and they're like i thought you were asian like that was okay i'm like oh so because you thought i was asian it was all right to go down the (laughs) when i worked at disney i wasn't i wasted working in the office with these guys and they um i know i know we're probably getting short on time here but quick story worked at disney and um there was this gentleman that that we knew worked worked there as well uh, one day he came into the office and he comes to the office constantly but he came to the office one day i wasn't there and he tells my coworker, he's like man you know who's real lazy those puerto ricans <laughs> And then so my so my my coworkers let him sort of go and and then he goes and then it's it's funny because they they're telling me the story and they go and, and she goes he goes you know we're not making any comments and then he the guy looks up and he goes what's Sean <laughs> and then my boy goes double checking Puerto Rican <laughs> and then he goes he goes yo the guy like backpedaled real quick and was like man. I thought he was Indian. <laughs> you work so hard. <laughs> you you couldn't be Puerto Rican. You was That's working it. hard. Wow, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've had a few encounters like that where people would say shit like that, and you're like, you do realize, like, <laughs> dude, before we go, we gotta touch on this, dude. This, uh, did you see the UPS driver or the FedEx? It was the FedEx. I, I put a note in here somewhere. Am, dude, the Amazon driver. Take that back. Dude, he quit his job in the middle of the day, like pulled his truck off the side of the road, tweeted like, F this, I'm out. Left the address of where he left the truck online and just walked off. You want to talk? Full truck of packages. Middle of the route. Just said I had enough. Dude, that's too much work. If that's not an epic way to quit, how are you going to tweet at Amazon like your truck can be found at the intersection of this and this? I had enough of this shit. It just walked off, bro. I would be like, these people are not going to the store anymore. Dude, they I love- expect me to bring everything to their house. I got overtime. Uh-uh. I'm out. Dude, people have had enough. You know what's crazy is that their interview, they're asking him and like about the money, about stuff. He goes like, nah, I made a great money. He goes, I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> it's too much work. And he said the way the conditions, you know, whatever, however they treated him, he just, I think just stressed out and went, nah, I was well compensated. Not worth it. I'm out. Bro. <laughs> I just kept you having know, visuals. You know the media was like hoping for like, man, this they got me in like sweatshop conditions. Yeah. He said no. Nah. I'm, I'm underage. He said no. Nah, they cool. I'm sick of this. Shit. This job sucks. <laughs> he, said, he said this job's horrible, dude. I'm just picturing this too. Like, at what point through the route are you driving the Sprinter van and you just go, <laughs> fuck this? Like, when, and then where'd you decide to pull over? Like, oh, that looks like a good place. I can. <laughs> 
Yeah, like they, did he call his boy and go, listen, where you at? <laughs> Can oh, you come get me? Oh, good, you close. Yeah. I'm going to meet you on the corner. Come Can pick you imagine me up. if you hit an Uber? Like, imagine if he, like, Ubered home. He put the address in. You know, the Uber always hits you up. Like, I'm here. It's like, oh, I'm right in front of the, the Sprinter Amazon. <laughs> dude, he left the keys inside in the whole nine. Oh, my God, man. I was like, dude, you know how mad, how fed up you got to be to make a decision like that on the run? I was just like, and everything that goes through your head. Dude, especially in this climate, right, where people, yeah. are, people are, are not working, you would think that. You know, somebody like that, you're probably getting more hours than 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 you can handle. Yeah. And and you just go, nah. I've had enough, yeah. It's not <laughs> worth the stimulus check coming in August. Dude, it reminded me. I'm like, I've never I've never quit a job in that kind of fashion. But I do remember I worked at UPS once, man. And UPS has these belts in like the rafters where the packages go through. So you have these like sorters and they put them in the color-coded belts. And these belts run through rafters that they're like I don't know, let's say 50 to 100 feet in, in the like ceiling, right? Like you can't reach them. There's one belt in the building at this at this particular facility that runs about waist high. And and it's because it comes from like a like a customer counter where you can literally as a customer go and drop off a package and they put it on this belt and then eventually it works its way up into those rafters, right? So these belts at, at this UPS facility, we didn't put any packages over 70 pounds, any packages that were wider than like your arm's lane. Okay. Um, and then anything that was like exposed, like metal, wood, anything like that, that wasn't like in a box and all that, couldn't go on a belt, no matter how much it weighed, because the belts would get ruined or whatever, right? Dude, this guy one day, not only does he quit, so he quits, and then just so happens to be by that waist high belt and takes anything and everything that he can find that's not supposed to be on that belt and just loads it up, dude. I'm talking, there are motorcycle frames, there are crates, like oh, actual crates. No. There are like, I mean, just anything and everything, you name it. There's bow flexes on this bitch. I mean, everything, bro. He just loads it. And the belt, and of course, all this shit's riding up the belt. It gets into the rafters, and the belt rips. And this belt is where it rips. It's like a main, like, bloodline through the entire hub that if that belt's not running, nothing is running. Or it shuts down, like, 70% of that side of the building. Dude, it took us out for, like, hours. Like, the entire next shift. Like, a bunch of us. And I remember being mad as hell because, like, I worked this, like, what they call a twilight shift. And I had to stay for, like, this midnight shift. Um, because they had to get it back up and running. Dude, we had this maintenance guy who was like 70 years old. And the whole time I'm seeing him crawling up the belt. He's like, God damn it. God. He's like, and the whole time I'm like, yo, he's not going to make it. I used to see him going around going, what is he supposed to do if something goes down? Like, and he's supposed to get on these ladders. This guy, man. But so anyway, so we had to stay there the entire night to get the belt back up and running. And then basically do two shifts worth of work. Right. And like this condensed time. So I people, and I remember being mad and then pausing and going... That was gangster. <laughs> like this guy went out with a band. I'm not even mad. I was like, if you're gonna quit and you wanna and you're not worried about burning bridges, well damn, go in. <laughs> like go hard or go home. <laughs> so shout out to the Amazon driver, man. You do you. <laughs> That's dope. Man. Oh man. Yo, man, tell them where they can find us. All right, man. Listen, at the carbon footprint on uh Instagram, on YouTube. Um, gonna have some other pages up here soon. Uh, you can find me at Juan on stage on Instagram, on TikTok, on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, everything. And uh, I know you got a couple of those too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can always hit them, hit us up at you know at the Carbon Footprint on Instagram. We check that constantly. I'll be honest, man. I don't check my personal stuff that often. So um, if you want to reach us, 
hit us up at, at you know at the carbon footprint we love to hear from you guys um heard some 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 folks this uh this weekend that i was not aware were listening and so shout out to you guys um, we'll love the feedback. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah. And we take the stuff by heart, man. We have conversations either before or after the podcast about feedback that we get from uh, from from people who hit us up, man. So thank you guys. Shout out. We're like over 300 streams, I think, now in, in yeah. nine episodes or whatever that is. So, man, I, we, we, we thought it was going to be us and like six people. So <laughs> shout out to y'all, man. It, it's, it's, shout out, shout out to all the people making mistakes. Yep. Picking our, picking <laughs> our, our podcast, time. thinking with somebody else. <laughs> There's people stumbling on us in like other countries. So I know that's an accident, but shout out to y'all. <laughs> all right, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace.